Yes, it's up for interpretation, but it's not really up for debate. When the sun goes down, the melatonin is released from our endocrine system and it's time to power down. And when the sun comes up, we start to get dosed with serotonin and we get up and it's like time to go on the day. That's the design of our body. Our link to the sun is real. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm so excited to be here with Jana Romer, who is a woman that I've now known for, I believe, five years. And um, she is an incredible force. I was just looking on her website and I just want to read her um, title under her name. It says, Practices of Self-Love, Yoga Meditation, Yoga Nidra, Moon Circles, Teacher Trainings, Retreats, Community, Astrology, Nutrition, Honesty, Learning to Love It All. And I think that's one thing I love about Jana is she's a very positive person and she's a very honest person. And I really appreciate that in my women friends. We actually... I first knew about Janet. It's kind of a funny story. David, my husband, and I had gone away for the first time for, uh, from our oldest daughter, Jemima, when she was about three and a half and she's almost eight. So yeah, it was about five and a half years ago, I guess. We went to this breathwork retreat in the desert, which was very much outside of our scope. Uh, he had found this breathwork and we thought, Okay, cool. It's like a new, a new fun thing for us to try together. It's our first time away. We're like, this will be great. It'll be romantic, but also, you know, healing and work on ourselves, et cetera, et cetera. So we roll in the night before the retreat starts and it's at this kind of 70s retreat center. And we walk into our room and there are seven single beds. So it was kind of like <laughs> for her like romantic holiday away, but it was um, it was pretty funny, and it was interesting. I definitely feel like I'd like to experience more in the breathwork realm. It was definitely interesting. I can't say I did it and felt like I'd found my thing. I I really don't feel like it's my thing, but it definitely was interesting and witnessing it in. My partner was really interesting. And then because the way you do it is you're blindfolded and you're breathing super, super deeply. And then it's put to really loud music, um, all of which has been designed to kind of get you into different places within your mind. And it is really trippy. So the whole thing behind this specific uh, ideology of breathing was basically uh, learning to trip but using your breath instead of drugs and where all that can take you so um and it's actually interesting because when david did it when he came out of it 
you have to go draw. And so he was doing this drawing and we still have it. It's this beautiful yellow circle and inside is a baby. So I don't know if that actually came to him. He said it did, but he also was kind of like joking. He might've been like manipulating it a little bit because he, um, he really wanted another baby, but it worked because she's here. But it was wild. It was an interesting thing because it was three hours and the your partner's holding the container for you and leading you to the bathroom blindfolded and all of that. And um, it was three hours and it literally felt like 10 minutes. It was really, it was really wild. But anyway, um, so after the breathwork session, I was back in the group in our like little retreat hall and drawing, sitting down and I was sitting next to this guy and I was just really in my own head, in my own space. And he was nice and whatever, but I wasn't really talking. And then he was talking to some other people about Burning Man. And then he mentioned a group that he went to Burning Man with. And I was like, oh, do you know blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, she's one of my best friends. So it was um, an old yoga teacher, Elena Brower of mine and friend and one of his best friends. And he said, yeah, my wife is actually in the desert. Um, she was going to do this Vipassana 10-day silent meditation, but uh, couldn't. She's pregnant. Need to talk to the midwives. And anyway, she was with Davy, the midwife. And then I was like, oh, I know Davy. I love Davy. And anyway, and then I ran into Jana, I think a week later at a friend's uh, moon gathering at her house in Venice. And... Uh, we don't hang out a lot, but I love her from afar and uh, I hope to get a lot more hang time with her. Her son, Freddie, uh, and I have the same birthday, so I feel a little kinship with him. And uh, she and Mark are just awesome beings and, and doing some really great positive work in the world. So I appreciate them so much. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoy this listen and uh, check out Jana Romer. J-A-N-A-R-O-E-M-E-R.com for her upcoming Moon Circles and classes because she really is great. And we dig deeper into what she's currently doing now, which is the Yoga Nidra, which for moms, especially new moms, is super healing work. So uh, much love and enjoy. Bye, J-Ma. Hi, Jana. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so glad to see you finally. We're finally getting our tea after like five years. Yeah. Not quite five, but not quite five. Maybe three. Almost. <laughs> Mom life. <laughs> we don't we live 20 minutes away from I each know. other. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. I really don't see any of my mom friends, which is so sad. It's so rare. It's just like I feel like we all get in our own little family portal and like school schedule and work schedule, and it's just nuts. Yeah. And I'm actually really happy being a hermit. That's good. So when I have quiet time, I, I'm like, <gasps> you need quiet time. This is heaven. Totally. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. And I don't like to overplan my life either. Because mm. I feel like, especially, you'll see this as Freddie gets older, just the school and then the after school and all of those things. Like your week is just so full on. The weekends, I just don't want to overplan. Yeah. But anyway, it's so good to see you. You too. Especially with the second baby. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys. Thank you. We're excited it's too. very exciting. Do you know if it's a girl or a boy? We're not going to find out. Mm, okay. It's funny because I really want a girl mm-hmm. and I really want to find out, mm-hmm. but I really don't want to find out. 
Mm-hmm. I keep going back and forth though, because I want a girl so bad that if it comes out <laughs> and it's a boy, I might need a minute to prepare. Yeah. And at the same time, it's a really good equanimity practice of just being in the mystery. Totally. It's the ultimate mystery. It is. Yeah. And I think also if you've gone through birth and then the baby is out and you've just birthed a baby, you're going to be so happy and relieved just that baby is here. Yeah. 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 And I'll be happy with two boys too. But you know. Yeah. The dream. One of each. Yeah. (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. Do you know, um, were you like tracking your ovulation or like knowing where in your cycle you were? Like, were you trying or was this, did it just happen or? No, we were trying. It was a little bit before actually. I didn't, I actually knew the moment it happened. You did. But when we started fooling around, I didn't think that would be the time. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then I knew. Do you know if it was a couple of days before your ovulation? Yeah, I think it was a couple, maybe three. Could be a girl. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm playing the bet. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> everybody comes I'll up I'll circle with back. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> I love how everybody has their philosophy. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, you didn't have morning sickness with Freddie? You were sick with this one? Oh, it's a girl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it often is that, but not all the time. Yeah. I have a pendulum Mm -hmm. and I've been playing with the pendulum Mm -hmm. and it always says girl. And then one time it said boy. And then I asked if it told the truth and it said no. (laughs) And then I asked it again and it said, girl, I'm just not sure that I trust a pendulum. Mm -hmm. It also told another one of my girlfriends that she was having twins, Hmm. but she definitely wasn't. Hmm. So you'll see. Are you having bad morning sickness or have you had? I never got actually... Like I never actually threw up mm-hmm. or anything, but I was exhausted on a whole nother level and I was nauseous mm-hmm. and eating like I didn't, nothing tasted good to me at all. Mm-hmm. And when I did eat, I just wanted to, I actually, it was like I got drugged. I'd have to lay down mm-hmm. in the fetal position and just digest, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't mm-hmm. do, which was funny because my husband would look at me and wonder what I was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, we're practicing. This will be me breastfeeding. <laughs> Get used to it. Yeah, this will be me for a while. I'm going to be useless yeah. for you. <laughs> You're going to have extra work around here. Yeah. 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 I mean, as we were just talking about before we recorded, like two is a whole other ball game than one. Yeah. I'm sure. But you're setting yourself up in such a positive way. You know, postpartum care. Mm-hmm. You know so much more going in this time. Mm-hmm. And gonna put yourself high up on the hierarchy for healing. Yeah. Yeah. The difference in four years, or I guess it'll be five years, of what is being shared about the postpartum mm-hmm. phase is astonishing. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really excited to, you know, actually first of all, I didn't prepare for postpartum with my first. Everything was about birth. I yeah. watched a, probably a thousand birth videos. And this one, I'm like, okay, got that part. It's going to be unknown and wild and it's going to hurt. Okay, cool. Check. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) No control. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And then now the thing that I can actually Mm. put my energy into is that postpartum. Totally. Yeah. Mm. Reading about food and just how the body heals. And, you know, when I had Freddie, I knew maybe three or four people that did the first 40 days. Yeah. Where now I think... 
the birth community, at least that I'm in, everybody's doing it. Yeah. You know, people are investing in that time rather yeah. than leaving it this big totally. question mark. Yeah. And it makes all the difference in the world. I yeah. mean, having not done it with my first and done it with my second, it was just so mm. incredible. And I feel like you can go back and heal parts of yourself that need healing. Mm. Yeah. So I'm excited for you. Thank you. I mean, it really, even to this day, I look back and I miss those days sometimes, you know, it was just this fabulous womb space and it just was so wonderful. Yeah. You never get that time back. So I'm so excited for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually one of the bigger conversations that my husband and I are having just in our behavior. And, Mm. you know, I keep asking him, okay, I'm looking at all the support that I need. Mm -hmm. What support do you need? Mm. You know, do we need to get you somebody to help? I don't know. What do you need? Yeah. And he (laughs) so far just looks at me with this very blank look, like, what do you mean? And I'm like, don't you remember? Yeah. (laughs) Don't you remember what happened? (laughs) She's going to get cray. Just so you know, remember? Yeah. Yeah. But now, you know, it's like you can get extra cleaning help. You can get extra food delivered, you know? Yeah. Extra nanny help if you need. Just Yeah. I feel like that's just one part of it though, because the expectation that we have on each other, Mm -hmm. I think caused, at least in my case, a lot of story and a lot of stuff that we had to work out Mm -hmm. in therapy afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I think now that we know where it went, I don't want to be overconfident that we've done the work on our relationship in a way that we can be more compassionate and kind and understand with each other Mm -hmm. and forget that we're, this is a new one. This is a, this is another unknown that we're going into. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at that already. Yeah. That's so smart. Yeah. And just talking about it is huge, you know? Yeah. I feel like so many people wait just to say like, you know, not have the awkward conversations now, but like, we'll just see what happens on the other side. It's like, no, Mm -mm. you need to do the prep work now. Yeah. From everything, like everything from money to Mm -hmm. responsibility to how I need you to love me. Yeah. You know, like what is my love language? Yeah. And, and also what I've learned about my own experience, what I've realized in these conversations is that I've done it a lot of my own healing on my own. Mm -hmm. So where I'm listening to mama podcasts or checking in with Kimberly Johnson, I just Mm -hmm. love her. I do too. Love Kimberly. I listened to one of her podcasts with her and Uma Mm -hmm. um, Dunsmore. I remember her last, I'm now blanking on her name. Anyways, and they were talking about the first two years, you're actually in a state of shock. And that just sent chills Mm. through my spine and understanding because I was still good. I was still functional. I still felt at the same at the time that I was doing a good job. I did I didn't feel traumatized or depressed, but I definitely was not depressed in like a clinical sense, but my energy was like lower. It was depressed, you know? And um I've unpacked a lot of that experience on my own without sharing those conversations with my husband Mm -hmm. and he still, when I do talk about them, he still has some ideas about what I was doing, like whether it was laziness or, Mm -hmm. you know, the story that he made, Mm -hmm. like, why are you on the couch all the time? Why didn't you clean up or why didn't Mm -hmm. you, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it was, I'm putting words in his mouth. He hasn't said any of those actual things. (laughs) Yeah. No, I know (laughs) what you mean though. Yeah. And so as I'm explaining to him today, like in this second round, I think he's also having his eyes opened to Mm -hmm. my experience with postpartum versus his as a provider that's basically just going through rejection on a daily basis, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Like physical rejection or well, what do you the mean? the baby only wanted me and he's right. like the star dad. Right. He's like the daddiest he's such of a the good dads. Dad. He's such a good dad. <laughs> and I think it breaks his heart a little bit. And mm-hmm. um, 
And then physical, for sure. I was not, my libido was gone, 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 gone. Mm -hmm. And I was mad at him. Yeah. So I don't want to have sex if I'm mad. Mm -mm. No. Does not sound like a good idea. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. You're not taking care of me emotionally? You don't get this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it was a combination of the two, like having different hormones and Mm. just being in conflict Mm -hmm. or in tension in the partnership. Mm -hmm. But we've... We've come a long way. And so I think that all the work that we've done, that momentum to just keep it going, because yeah. it's like we're going back into the battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. And also that that thing I love that I always remind myself and my clients, is like, there's always that place for course correction. So you can plan for one thing. And then whenever it comes up, you just change course. Mm-hmm. You get the other help you need, or you have the conversation you need to have, or, you know, whatever it brings. Because this new baby will bring other things. I know, you know, it's so crazy. It's to like even think I know, it's possible. so crazy because you have it down. It's like you kind of know, you know, you you guys have your flow down. Yeah, and then second babe comes, but it's so cool too. And Freddie's gonna be the best big brother. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, he's so cute. He talks to my belly all the time, oh, and so sweet. He's convinced that we're gonna feed the baby bottles, but mm-hmm. I can't. <laughs> like, I was like, Freddie, you breastfed for two years. You refuse to take a bottle. He's like, this baby will because I want to feed it, and mm-hmm. I'm like. Okay, well, but I don't want you to be sad if yeah. the baby only wants to drink from my breasts. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome though when they can feed them the bottle. Yeah. You get that little break, even though you have to pump it out, but yeah. still it's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's excited. Had you been preparing your bod for a while to get pregnant again? Or was this like getting pregnant kind of fast on the trajectory or like, how did that play out? I basically, your scheme? yeah, I basically, Mark and I said yes. And then, and I was doing a bit of work to prepare. Before I remember that. seeing a post, you know, and I was yeah. like, Oh, that's interesting. She's putting it out there. And then it was like very soon. I feel like. Yes, it was. It was like Mark <laughs> looked at me and I got pregnant. As soon as we were both a yes, it just mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, I think that because I work in health and wellness that I've been putting an effort towards yeah. I mean, healing so my healthy. body. Yeah. But even still, you know, I had diastasis recti mm. and it's not a hundred percent. And I've already noticed like my pelvic floor, even though I did a bunch of work, it's not like it was mm. before. Mm-hmm. And so those things are really also part of my postpartum mm-hmm. planning, like just to make time mm-hmm. and space for that. And also like during pregnancy, what can I do to keep my pelvic floor in really good shape? What is like pelvic floor practices mm-hmm. for birth? Cause that's, something I really didn't do last time. So for people that have no idea what you're talking about, what does that look like for you? Pelvic floor prep Mm -hmm. during pregnancy. Okay. Well, before I got pregnant, I actually used a jade egg and I know it's a little Mm. bit controversial, but I loved it. And it actually helped on so many levels from just bringing my libido back to um, shifting into a more pleasure state Mm. in general. That's cool. And it helped my pelvic floor. And now I think, you know, breath work that involves my pelvic floor mm. regular, like every day. And I, I don't know if you're meant to use a jade egg while you're pregnant to me, it just feels like it's not the right thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not an expert at all. <laughs> I've never, not, that's not my zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am a, I've never used one. I'm an explorer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so then within my, my movement practice, just making sure that it's including deep core line mm-hmm. and instead of superficial core, using my pelvic floor, moving a lot slower, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think my yoga practice slowed down after my first child mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. And I'm more interested in strength through a slower flow like practice um, but to be honest, my first trimester, I did like 10 yoga poses cause I just didn't, it just didn't, I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And listening to your body. I mean, that's the most important thing I think ever. I mean, that is yoga, right? I mean, yeah. it's like body, mind, spirit. Yeah. 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 Everything slowed down for me after having a baby. Everything. Like I just, my nervous system can't handle jarring fast, anything that doesn't feel authentic. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested. Zero not at all. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, I actually moved from a seated meditation to a laying down meditation called Yoga mm. Nidra immediately after giving birth mm. with Freddie because it oh. it was all I could do really. It's not mm-hmm. that I couldn't sit, but I was so tired mm-hmm. that to lay down for a Yoga Nidra. And I'd done the practice before. I mean, I met the practice almost 14 years ago. Wow. And I was disinterested because I thought it was a waste of my time because mm-hmm. I was just laying there. Right. And then after I had Freddie and I was, I've been a daily meditator for eight years and it like drove me insane that I wasn't meditating in the same way that I was mm. before. And so I had to find something that worked and laying down to do a yoga nidra practice. All of a sudden, like almost overnight, it became the most important thing. Wow. In my whole life. I've never done it. You've never done no. it? No. I need oh to God. do it. I know. It's you nuts. I know. Need. It's been on my to-do list <laughs> for a very long time. Okay. But here's the thing that I that I think people don't understand is that you don't need to create more time for yoga nidra. Okay. Like a lot of people will go to bed with something in their ears already. Yes. Which and- I do. Okay, I so, have to go to bed to stories. Right. So all yeah. you do is you put in a yoga nidra because okay. all it's asking you to do is to place your awareness in different areas of your body. Now, there are some hardcore yoga nidra people that would cringe that I just said that like, don't do it mm. in bed. You're mm. not supposed to fall asleep to it. And that's true. You're supposed to learn how to remain aware through the practice and it's deeply restful. But if that's the only time you can get it in. Yeah. If you're a if, mom. If you're a mom. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do what we got to do. Exactly. So do you... Just segue real quick, because I've really been wanting to come to your classes, but yeah. it's like, you know, at nights, it's just like, it's not happening in my life right now. Yeah. So can I download those like yes. from your website? Yeah. So it's, okay. It's a thing. Okay. It's a thing. Okay. I actually mix it with astrology. <laughs> so I Ugh. take the current astrological weather and I use that as a theme for the yoga nidra practice and they're called astro nidras. I've seen that. Okay. Yeah. I've seen that post. And they just, they get refreshed constantly. So is that like per month you do the same one? Yes. Okay. And you want to do the same one because a lot of people are sleeping through it. Okay. (laughs) But what I've actually started to do is wake up in the morning and have, I naturally, I've never been a morning person Mm -hmm. and I naturally wake up about 45 minutes before my son crawls into bed and wakes us up. And so I've just been waking up, roll over. I grab the practice. I put it in. I'm laying in bed. I've already slept. There's a greater opportunity Mm. for me to remain aware while my body's sleeping. Mm -hmm. And you just keep awareness online, which is actually the state of yoga nidra. And then I get my practice in before I even get out of bed in the morning. And so See, again, that sounds like, doable for me, right? You're not adding any extra time. Yeah. Cause I, I don't have, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to do things at night because it's like, okay, it's going to relax my nervous system, like put me off. But then, then it's just like that thing. It's that mental thing of just adding something else to my day. Whereas I love that in the morning, I'm yeah. already 
chill. Yeah. Just wake up a little bit earlier. Yeah. You don't even have to get out of bed. I brush. I like to brush my teeth. Mm-hmm. I okay. like to get up, brush my teeth, go pee, lay down, do the practice. Mm, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'll send you. I'll send you some. I just had to get you my house to motivate me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you keep bringing up the nervous system and this is quite, <sighs> yeah. quite literally medicine for the nervous system because if we just look at the what happens when we're busy and when we're multitasking, which yeah. pretty much every mother I know is, mm-hmm. is that parts of our brain are working at different things. And so there's an incoherent yeah. brainwave pattern. And we actually use the body, the peripheral nervous system, integrating into the central nervous system. So meaning like moving from your fingers and toes back to your spine, up to your brain and bringing it all into a similar focus. So then mm. you shift into a coherent brainwave pattern. I know that's some jargon language for some people. No, but that makes so much sense. Yeah. So what it what it does is it emulates deep sleep mm. in some ways. We're, we're only going into an alpha or a theta sleep. If you fall asleep, you might go into delta. But at least if you fall asleep, you're going into delta in a coherent brainwave pattern right away. Mm. But in the alpha theta border, right along the edge there, is where we will sometimes get... Uh, very spontaneous visualizations. And so it's like this purge and this cleanse of the subconscious mind. Mm. So a lot of things that we need to work out often in partnership, we can just work it out through this cleansing process, essentially. And once you, once you find that deep state of rest, it's, I don't know, I find it better than anything I've ever done before because I wake up more focused and you use intention or sankalpa inside the practice. So then you're already setting yourself up to win for the day. Mm. You know, I'm setting myself up to be like, I, you know, whatever I'm working with at that time. Mm. And so, yeah, getting out of bed in a good mood has been a pretty nice. So key. Yeah. I want that. I need that. I'm doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I've really started just even if it's two minutes when I open my eyes of just the gratitude practice, you know, Mm -hmm. and it really does set the day up. I Mm -hmm. love it. Yeah. If I'm not waking up early enough to meditate, which sometimes I do, but sometimes I don't. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I choose sleep, you know, it's like. Well, and that's the other reason why it's so nice because it's like hitting a snooze button Mm -hmm. because I don't know, some people love that, but the quality of sleep between snoozes is not very good. Yeah. But you get to wake up and then you get to actually go back into mm. a similar sleep state. Mm-hmm. And they say that that, the, that coherent brainwave state is more restful than most people's regular wow. sleep because the quality is enhanced. And so I think of it as my sleep superfood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I notice a significant difference in the way that I'm able to mother mm-hmm. when I'm rested. Yes. And the quality of my whole entire day. Yeah. I used to not be a sleep prioritizer. And mm-hmm. even with doing this practice that's helping my sleep, I still prioritize like going to bed earlier. Yeah, me too. I have to. I have to. I'm just not good with no sleep. Yeah. And I don't, just that nervous system, what you're just talking about, it's like, I feel like it's so, so important for women to take ownership over it because- if we can control, we need to be able to control. Like we can't always control our kids' schedule, right? During the night, especially and teething and all of that, obviously with a newborn. But it's like just being so aware of your sleep hygiene. So getting it when you can and going to bed early and really like setting that up because 
I just know for myself, when I have those days where I didn't get good sleep or I was up with Goldie Wolf for two hours during the night, like my patience is just not where I want it to be. It's not, I'm not momming how I want to be. Exactly. And you see it and it's just kind of, it makes me really sad when I see other moms just losing their shit because they're so tired and you can just see it. And it's, it's like, then this like horrible cycle and the kids are upset and then they're upset. And it's just like, yeah, it all comes back to the nervous system. And like after baby, I just slowed everything down. Like nothing that was jarring, no movies. I can't watch anything scary oh, at all. Never. I mean, not even, even before, but like, I can't even watch like a law and order or anything. It's like, just everything needs to be happy and calm and like chill vibes because I just can't handle it. Yeah. I agree. Everybody keeps telling me to watch the OA and I'm like, but that music sounds stressful. Yeah, I, don't I don't know if I, I can do I don't, it. I don't, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> we don't watch much TV in our place, but Mm-mm, I'll see you there. Yeah. And I think too, the benefit of the practice is that we start to overwrite old programs. Mm-hmm. And so when you go into a, an experience of presence and awareness in your nervous system at that kind of depth, you can see the little blips, mm. you know, like I can see the little blips in my nervous system because I'm developing a relationship with my inner world on such a fine and refined mm. level that I can, you know, the classic changing reactions to, um, or sorry, yeah, reactions into responses. Mm-hmm. It really amplifies the space to be able to shift that. And my husband and I, I mean, we're really big Joe Dispenza fans and Mm -hmm. he does, he calls it the laying down meditation. He doesn't Mm -hmm. call it yoga nidra, but I mean, he's doing yoga nidra. And so my husband has been practicing in his own way. (laughs) I think it's so funny. He goes to bed with podcasts on and I'm like, you know that what I do, right? (laughs) 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 He'll do Joe Dispenza's. uh, we both noticed a major shift in our ability mm. to recognize our own patterns and our mm. own triggers and uh, to give each other a bit more space and grace mm. in all of those intense moments of life. Mm-hmm. And I think for me personally, it comes down from developing a relationship with that inner feeling that only I can feel mm-hmm. in a way that my intuition is so much more online because every day I'm going in and I'm spending time consciously listening to the frequency or to the message or to that language that is unique to me inside of me. And I'm building the path, that pathway of connection to all of the inner um, communication opportunities, mm. you know? So whether it's a feeling or yeah, it's mostly for me feeling. I think everybody gets intuition in different ways. Mm-hmm. But my relationship with that feeling is so much stronger now. Mm. It's yeah. almost like reparenting yourself. Or that's how I'm seeing it with me. Because I, I come from a very hypervigilant space of like insomnia growing up and just not feeling a ton of like nervous system safety. And so mm-hmm. after having Jemima, I like flipped on to flight mode. Mm-hmm. which a lot of women have that postpartum anxiety, which Absolutely. I was so happy being a mom, like on paper, like everything was perfect and great. But like, there was that underlying just um, flight mode. I could not settle ever, you know, and I didn't really sleep well for like three years. I didn't have that. And it was gnarly, you know, it was gnarly. I bet. And um, so that just sounds awesome to like really kind of go in and like update the computer system. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
And it's also nice the way that I've been running them is because it's thematic. So I have mm. the same practice for a month at a time or for four weeks at a time. And so you, uh, what I've noticed is the first layer in, I'm like, oh yeah, that's interesting. And then as I do it mm. for, like for a couple of weeks and go in deeper and deeper, it's like this, it's a really sweet and gentle way to find your wounds and heal them without, I, without like, uh, poking them, Mm, you know? mm -hmm. And I think that's another reason why I love it so much because there's so many therapies and self-help things that require some poking. Mm -hmm. And you know, that kind of Tony Robbins idea of like, break them down to build them up. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of, that's what a lot of work Mm -hmm. is in this world. And I just found this to be such a different experience. It was like this sweet, Mm. nurturing, loving experience of being held by space Mm. that allowed for self-recognition in such a way that I, like the change just comes from within. Mm. It's, it feels like so divine feminine. It is. The work, it's just. Well, now I call seated meditation masculine and I call Mm. this feminine Mm -hmm. because seated, you're like upright and you're doing something, you know, it's like you have to. Yeah. Get your 20 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. And this one, you just lay down and you absolutely do nothing but listen and let your awareness be guided into these different mm-hmm. points of awareness, like into different states, I guess. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. Totally doing it. I always wonder why women don't do it, but I resisted it too. Well, and I'm just in a phase too where I'm just like, so F the patriarchy and seated meditation feels like that, the lineage, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and it's just, something I'm going through. And so I am meditating, but kind of, I do the infinity call. I don't know if you know Kelly Morris. She does kind of feminist shamanic work. It's, okay. it's really interesting, but sometimes even that feels a little bit too planned. So the yoga nidra sounds amazing. And right up my alley. Yeah, try it. All right. Try it and then Done. Tell, me, tell me how it goes. Okay. I actually just got a text today because I went to Norway last summer and worked with a group of, it was 16 women that came together. Wow. And we had two mother-daughter. Mm. Oh, well, it was a mother's son. The baby was six months and she mm. brought him to the training. Wow. And then there was a mother with two daughters in the training. And then it was women from different places around the world. And I just got a text for four of them from different places in the world that got oh, together. Wow. And they, they sent me the nicest thing. They're like, we just noticed that every single one of our lives has catapulted in the most beautiful mm. way since doing that wow. week intensive work. Wow. Because it's just, once you build that connection with yourself, mm. it's you know, you, you're reborn. Yeah. And you don't have to be looking outside of yourself. I mean, that's what Never. I love about it too. You Never. know, it's, it's like a very low cost for major gain. Seriously. Sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And for moms, I mean, we were talking about that a little bit before we recorded it of just, you know, not adding more to your plate and what can you do that's right in front of you that has like a lot of bang for the buck. Yeah. That's well, awesome. and I think when we rest, we become more powerful. Within rest, we get yes. more connected. When we're more connected, we're more confident. Mm-hmm. When we're more confident, we step through life in a much more graceful way. Yeah. And this is matching listening. Mm-hmm. You know, listening is to me one of the most feminine things because listening is a receptive experience. And so mm-hmm. this pairs deep listening with deep rest, which are two things that are putting us into our power in a whole nother mm-hmm. ball game. Totally. Yeah. And that's when you step into that queen, the yeah. energy, you know, and like that stuff that's supposed to come to you comes to you it because does. it's attracted to you. It does because you, you also clean up your yeah. mind, you clean up your emotions. You know, I think that what I, what I love about it is that in seated meditation, I don't know if this is your experience, this is mine as a Vipassana meditator, 
it was like to become equanimous at all costs, mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. to be non-reactive and equanimous. Mm-hmm. And I was steady, you know, I meditated daily for years and years mm-hmm. and a big chunk was, was the Vipassana style meditation. And I noticed that it sort of took my emotions from, you know, range into a more stable place. Mm-hmm. But within that stability, I lost range, you know, right. I, I didn't like have anger like I used to, but I also didn't love the way I used Mm. to, which was really astonishing to witness within myself. Mm -hmm. And with the practice of yoga nidra, we play with pairs of opposites. And so we work with anger Mm. inside the practice, Mm. you know, or we work with resentment inside the practice, but we'll go resentment and then forgiveness. Or we work with grief because we do mothers, we grieve Mm -hmm. our life. You know, we grieve, um, so many things as we step mm-hmm. into motherhood. And so we put grief with love, you know, and they, you can that. only grieve because you love. Mm-hmm. And so we give an opportunity to feel emotions. And so you're, you're still, you're laying there and then you conjure forth these emotional experiences, which I experience at this point now is almost like a ceremony where mm-hmm. I get to go into this beautiful eruption of like a chemical bath then I get to liberate and free up these emotions that I may not have had, you know, time actually, or you know, mm-hmm. all the reasons why we don't feel mm-hmm. or let ourselves feel or express or we're feeling and not expressing, we're repressing them. And so I love it because I get to go in and have this blossoming forward of these emotions that I may or may not gave myself full space to feel. And then I match it with the opposite. And that's not to say that it's wrong. It's to say that when you put the opposite in there, you get to then experience a range. Mm Because to get from grief to love, that's a journey in itself. Mm -hmm. Or to get from anger into joy, that's a journey in itself. And then when you work with that, you're working actually with the architecture of the neuroplasticity of the brain and the neural networks. Mm. And so then when you find yourself in resentment in your waking, walking life, you know the pathway to forgiveness mm. on a, like a primal level, you know, wow. on a, a level much faster than the intellect. Mm. And same with grief, you know, grief can turn to love very quickly. And so there's, that's the other thing I really love about the practice is that we're not asking you to be anything other than what you really are. Mm, totally. That's, ugh. Mm-hmm. I feel like this time, just when you're saying all that, it just, it, aligns with where we are in this world today and like all that's going on in women's rights against Mm -hmm. our body, our children's body. I mean, there's so much happening and we need our emotions. We need our anger, you know, we need our joy. We need all of that. And as mothers, as the cornerstone of the family, we need that range to show our kids too. And I guess that's where like the other more like staunch seated meditation feels much more just like repression Mm. And I think maybe that the old guard really works for men, you know, because they needed to work on their anger. They needed to like come to the middle path more, but doesn't, doesn't show up in the same way for women. Yeah. You know? And you know, if I'm really honest, I'm grateful for my seated practice. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, there's so many good parts. I don't mean to like demonize it, but just where I am right now. And I I like to think of them as consorts to Mm -hmm. each other where now I'll do a seated practice maybe once a week. Mm -hmm. And I feel good with that. Once a week seated where I just sit down and it's good. Or, but then I'm doing my nidra almost Mm. every day, Mm -hmm. you know, at least five days a week. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if I'm lucky, depending on when I do it during my day to sit up and meditate after a Mm. yoga nidra practice, because I'm 
empty yeah. because I've had an opportunity to express everything. Mm. So it's like I let the divine feminine lead the way through the mm-hmm. Nidra practice. And then when the masculine shows up in the Sita practice, it's much more aligned with the sacred masculine mm. of steadiness mm-hmm. and being able to. And I think really that's what the masters were trying to get us to is the steadiness. Mm-hmm. But because it wasn't taught in balance with the expression of the feminine, yeah. then it turned into repression. Mm-hmm. And so by by allowing, and maybe a guy, a more masculine character, I'll say, maybe they would be better off with a more steady seated practice and then the, yeah. the laying down practice fewer times. Mm-hmm. But I really think the two of them work together so beautifully, just like, like just like the masculine and feminine within us. Yeah. So, but because I have feminine hormones running through my system, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I really, a lot, <laughs> yeah, a lot of them right now, and um, you know, I feel that m- my history with the masculine didn't honor the feminine in me that I'm really mm. focusing on honoring mm. the feminine. Yeah. So it feels right. Did you get called more into this work after Freddie? Mm-hmm. Is that how it kind of came on full steam? Well, I mean, I've been doing this work for 12 years now. And so, but Yoga Nidra itself, yeah. I only started, like, after I had Freddie is when I only started a daily practice with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get it before then, to be honest with you. I couldn't. I was mm-hmm. too busy. I was too ego, too mm-hmm. go. I was interested in, like, the more all yeah. the time. And now I think because I'm more interested in being, and I, I actually am not running like 200 hour yoga teacher trainings anymore. Mm -hmm. Any class, any public class that I teach, it has to have yoga nidra Mm, attached to it. I love that. Yeah. I'm just really sticky with it at this Mm -hmm. point. And the only trainings that I'm running moving forward are the yoga nidra trainings. I might pair up and do a yin and Mm. yoga nidra training with a yin teacher. That sounds so good. I love yin. Yeah. Cause they go well together, but I need yin too. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. And, and it was, it was, Freddie really was the catalyst for all of this. There's no way I would have respected half of what I do at this point. Not even a quarter. I don't even mm. think I would have, like 99% of what I'm doing right now is because Freddie showed up in my yeah. life. It's amazing what they do to us yeah. in the best ways. It really is. Yeah, it's can, a rebirth. It it's is. It's like a total new chapter. Yeah. Yeah. So what is work going to look like post-baby to you? Do you have ideas or plans? Yeah. So because the astronidras go with the astrological cycles, what I'm doing during this pregnancy is I'm actually writing the astrology all the way into 2021 Mm. and I'm recording all the practices. So they're done. They're ready. They're recorded. I'm in the process of redoing my website. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just getting Mm -hmm. it so that it's ready. And it's because it's astrology, it's a timed release anyway. Right. And so I'm just looking at how do I set that all up? So really all I'm doing is posting things that have already been created. Of course, I'll probably tweak it in the moment, but mm-hmm. then at least the pressure's off. If yeah. I don't have time yeah. or if I don't feel like it, or if I, you know, need mm-hmm. to crawl into a hole, I, at, you know, worst case scenario, somebody else, like I'm trying to set it up so that somebody else could deliver the things into the public realm that they're already made now. Yeah. That's so smart. Yeah. Yeah, that's my main thing. And then I'm taking a break from trainings. I have my last mm-hmm. training in June. So by the time this is published, it's already yep. done. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm taking a nice long break. I'm going to take a full year away from any trainings. And Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's interesting because Freddie's in preschool. So it will be me and the babe mm-hmm. at home with some really precious time. And yeah. 
I think not that I didn't cherish the time with Freddie, but I'll cherish it in a completely different yeah, way. Yeah, so different. Yeah. And I had the same thing where Jemima was at school and it was just perfect timing for my system to do it that way mm-hmm. and just have cozy time with baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it that I know so how fast up. it goes, I'm just going to be like, oh, I know. With me. It's Forever. so crazy. Yeah. And then I'm also loving that by recording all the astronauters in advance, I'm setting myself up with a practice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a like pre-prescribed practice with like dates for execution and everything. That's so that's so really smart. exciting to me. That's awesome. Yeah. What do you, do you have like a kind of a plan for the future of where you see how you want to be working or in service to women? Like, what is that? Like, what's your kind of like dream goal look like? <laughs> well, my dream goal is that the whole world adopts Astronidras. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not really the whole world, but that, that, that community mm-hmm. grows. You know, mm-hmm. right now I'm a year and a half in with consistent um, publishing. There's 68 different countries that are downloading wow. these practices. Amazing. To from, yeah. Wow. It's really diverse. Wow. And that's, that to me, when I saw that stat, you know, the analytics, mm. you can look at like where all the downloads are from. So it cool. blew my mind, you know, and it wow. lit something underneath me. Mm-hmm. And one of my long-term visions with this, because I've been training teachers for a decade, you know, I've, I've trained so many amazing teachers. Mm. And what I've noticed with myself, first of all, back up, most of the people that I train are women. Most of these women are not mothers when they do the training. I'd say 80%. And now they're becoming mothers. Mm-hmm. And as a mother, I recognize the value in being able to have content sitting online mm-hmm. and being able to earn income yes. while I'm with my child. I'm working on that too. <laughs> right? It's, it's yes, everything. It's everything. It's everything. Because yeah. then our work is on our schedule yep. and our life is on our schedule. Yep. You know, like we get to command that space. 100%. And so a bigger goal, like first, I just want to get this website going with my stuff and work out all the kinks, you know, mm-hmm. but a bigger goal is to continue developing some of the teachers that I've worked with already or t- teachers that I will work with in the future and, and open up that platform where they can also be um, like, I can host their work and mm-hmm. they can earn money that mm-hmm. way. So just be more of a mentor, like training and mentor role, and then have these other voices out there teaching. I'm, I'll, I'll awesome. still do my like twice a month meditations. Yeah. Um, but what I've noticed with the world of that type of a platform is that the owner of the platform is taking so much of the income mm. and the people aren't making as much as they used to, you know, mm-hmm. and I want to uphold that. And I want to take a portion of that money and invest it back into the birth world. I think coming from Canada originally and then living in America and just looking at how different the birth world is, Mm. you know, in Canada, I know that I'm going to be taken care of. I didn't have to think about what my bill is for my midwife or if I can Mm. afford a lactation consultant, like that's just all given. And, you know, all the conversation about marginalized groups Mm. and women Mm. of color and how the birth world is just so horrible, really for so many people. Yeah. I would like to take a portion of a percentage of that and reinvest it back into the birth world so that we're investing in mothers. Cause That's I mean, awesome. yeah, I think, I think from almost every woman I've ever met, it is the biggest initiation of their whole entire life that has the least amount of support. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. It's it really, makes zero sense. It's 
mind boggling. Yeah. I don't understand it. I don't and then I also don't believe that people should work for free. And so mm-hmm. by taking a portion of the money and then actually just paying doulas or paying mm-hmm. lactation consultants to go into homes or to help people that wouldn't be able to afford it otherwise, that's like the main kind of vision and goal mm-hmm. for things. That's beautiful. And then, you know, I see the platform because it's astrology based, you know, it's mm-hmm. really the, the message that came to me so clearly was that we live in this world of division and separation. And the only thing that is similar for every single one of us, like literally the only thing that undeniably we share is that we stand on the same earth. Mm. We're looking at the same moon and we're revolving Mm. around the same sun. There's no, that's like the one Mm -hmm. thing that we all share completely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and these luminaries in the Mm. sky are mapping out the human experience in a way that is really elegant, you know, Mm -hmm. it's cyclical and there's rhythm and it's, it's, Yes, it's up for interpretation, but it's not really up for debate. When the sun goes down, Mm -hmm. the melatonin is released from our endocrine system and it's time to power down. And when Mm -hmm. the sun comes up, we start to get dosed with serotonin and we get up and it's like time to go on the day. That's the design of our body. Mm -hmm. Our link to the sun is real. And, um, And the waters, you know, our link to the moon is pretty real. You know, if the ocean is being moved, so are we. Mm. And so... And and part of what I love about the Astro Nidras is I'm not coming to you saying, oh, you're a, what's your sign? What are you? Scorpio. Oh, yes, of course you are. Your same is ready. I'm like, you're a Scorpio. That means you're like this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Instead, what the Astro Nidras are doing is they're saying, hey, this is the theme. What does it feel like for you? Mm. Hey, this is the theme. What does it feel mm-hmm. like for you? Mm-hmm. So then you start to self-define the way that the astrology is affecting you. And so when I look at the bigger picture of this, I also see, you know, during cancer season, wouldn't it be nice to have an opportunity to take a course on motherhood or mm-hmm. on how to take care of yourself? Mm-hmm. Or maybe in Taurus season, there's a specialist that comes in and talks about like our sacred relationship with money and mm-hmm. our self-worth and value. And I love that. You know, and maybe during Scorpio season, we have a sex specialist come in and, you know, like, death. Yeah. And Pisces <laughs> death and season, sex. Exactly. <laughs> and in Pisces season, we could have a, like a dream person come mm. in, you know, I think there's just such a beautiful opportunity to. I love that. It sounds beautiful. Yeah. Mm. And then everybody that comes in, I mean, I keep seeing, I, all I see is mothers, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but everybody that comes in that like, if the network is big enough, maybe you could come in and have a month where you're on and then you make enough money to take you through like six, seven, eight months yeah, living within your means. Yeah. You know, and that community resource would be amazing. Exactly. Exactly. And then the same token, I also see, you know, where the money is being generated from. So let's say there's a huge population in Los Angeles that are subscribing to this thing, then that's where we reinvest the, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. the community money Mm -hmm. into. And, um, and, and if it happens to be in Detroit, then great. We go Mm -hmm. and get some work on the ground in Detroit in real Mm -hmm. life and we bring community, you know, off off the app and into the world. And I think there's just, I don't I, yeah, it might be a bit of a pipe dream, but I think it's doable and I'm not looking mm-hmm. to create it overnight. I'm looking at a decade yeah. or more, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I'm not looking to make it happen. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm working more in the realm of like, how does it fit and come together so naturally where mm-hmm. people just get to be their best and totally. show up for their best. Yeah. You know, I think, yeah, I think there's, I think there's something to it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, so many women and mothers that are at home with young babies, like we have so much to offer, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it can feel so, that image of like a racehorse, like chomping at the bit to like move, but you're at home with small kids, especially mm-hmm. if you don't have help, you know, but to, 
to create a place where women can really be sharing their talents and making some money from it is incredible mm-hmm. because I mean, every woman I know, whether they work, you know, quote unquote work or don't work are geniuses, you know, mm-hmm. so many talents, so many different chapters of their lives. Like there's, it's so rich, like mm-hmm. we're rich mm-hmm. and it just increases. Well, and don't you think that motherhood forced you into really asking the bigger questions yes. of like, what is my purpose? hundred percent. What is important to me? Yeah. And I think it, it activates the activism completely within us. And I don't know, for me, anything that's not aligned with my purpose, I just don't have time for. Oh, I don't either. Like, it's yeah. not even, I don't even have trouble saying no anymore. I'm like, yeah, yeah. nope, not doing that. Me too. Thank you. I know. Oh, that's so nice that you asked. You know what? It doesn't fit with our life right now. Yeah. Great. And it's not personal. It's I mean, that's not. that's the beauty of, you know, because especially as women, like saying no and like not being people pleasers is such a trigger for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. But motherhood, you just have to prioritize. You, you have don't to. have the time. Yeah, simple. Friendships, simple. business, work, whatever yes. it is. It's yes. just like, gotta go. Yeah. God save the friends and, that yeah. show uh, up once every two years and you're still cool. <laughs> I know. I mean, I've ghosted a couple. I'm not going to lie. It's it, it's still a process. You know, it's it still is. a refinement. And you're going to see when you have the second, it's a major refinement of like, yeah. okay, now I don't have that extra time. I remember with Goldie Wolf, I'd just be sitting on the couch breastfeeding and I was like, what did I do with all that time, you know, when I had with just Jemima? It's like, it's crazy. But when you have one, you feel like you have no time. But then when you have two, you're like, well, I really don't have time. Oh, I thought I had no time before I had Freddie. Yeah. And then I mean, it's just wild. Oh, yeah. There was so much time. So So much time. I know. (laughs) But I do think that it's like that, that focus and that pressure of like creating a diamond is when you are a mom, you just don't have the luxury of extra time. It's like, I always joke around. I get more done by 10 AM now than I ever did before I had kids, (laughs) like in an entire day. (laughs) It's just like the, because it's it's either like happening or it's not happening. Yeah. During my free time. Yeah. In quotation marks. Yeah. So yeah, it makes us better and stronger and more powerful and we still have to do all the practices to keep our nervous system strong so we can handle all that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It is such an exciting time. I mean, with all the negativity that's going on right now, it is still a wonderful time to be a woman and we're rising up like we never had, you know, or have. And it's just, there's got to be a lot of light coming up. You I'm know, just going to focus on that. I mean, looking at the astrology, there's a lot of disruption and upheaval in our future. And, um, it's happening on a global level. Mm-hmm. You know, we look at governments on a global scale. There's a lot of upheaval and disruption and like really backwards, mm-hmm. you know, where people mm-hmm. are being shocked. And mm-hmm. the more I look at the astrology, especially now that I'm looking into 2021, I just see like, this is so necessary. Mm-hmm. And so this becomes for me has become a practice of faith, you mm-hmm. know, and, and a, a practice of, of, trusting like mm-hmm. a deep trust practice but with that trust also we we need to be working at creating the world that we want to live in yeah and so one of the things that i've been playing with myself is how can i unplug from all the things that are really disruptive mm-hmm. so that i can create the disruption that mm-hmm. i want to be creating mm-hmm. because the disruption's happening the energy of disruption is here and what side of that disruption do i want to be on do i want to be disturbed or do I want to be the disturber? Mm, and love so, that. Yeah. And I think, you know, my silent little revolution it are, are these practices because mm-hmm. I, I see, you know, starting from that great American eclipse, you know, last mm-hmm. August, um, that was at the beginning of 
a really big decentralization of power from the center governmental systems or banks or power systems and putting the power back into the hands of the people or into the hearts of the people. And so this is my like kind of private, quiet, subtle, little, Mm. huge way of helping mostly women are doing the practice, but helping all humans get back into the heart and understanding how powerful they really are. Mm. And I think as we watch all this disruption and this upheaval, that's happening, the decisions, the laws, and all of this that's going down, um, we really have to ask ourselves, like, why does that have authority over me? Mm -hmm. Why does that have authority over me? And what does then? If that doesn't, then what does? And when we look at what does, I keep coming back to the more I know about my body and the more I know about my health, Mm -hmm. then none of that actually has an authority on me, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so key and so powerful. Yeah. And humans are designed to be resilient. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when the power is so distorted as we're experiencing now, it has to come to a peak explosion in order for it to crumble. Yeah. And if you, if you look at it from that perspective, we're just working towards the peak um, mm. explosion. Mm-hmm. We're working towards the peak that will actually cause the rupture that will allow for new life to come through. And it's our work to be that new life that Mm -hmm. comes through so that the options are laid out. The map has been drawn because we, you know, as visionaries, we see what is possible. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as women or as humans that are in our power, we know we feel it. We feel it in our hearts. And we know that the more people that are there in our hearts, that we will build a different world. You know, we really will. And it will happen in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really interested in all the people unplugging from those authority sources and what are we plugging into now? And it's the Mm -hmm. personal, I want to be on your team. You Mm -hmm. know, I want to be, I want to be in the ring with you guys. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it it feels to me like a, like a new growth after a fire, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. is interesting that that's what I just said, given what we've physically experienced here in in Los Angeles or California is we are seeing that. And it is so beautiful. I know I noticed that the other day I took a drive North yeah. Well, thank you for that because that just reframed some of my anger points today. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> but it is true. It's like, you know, getting fired up, I think, is good. And also, you know, it it's under my control about what I'm saying can actually control me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm playing a part in being victimized by that mindset. And that's not good for my nervous system either. And we're also giving them power by exactly back so hard. Exactly. Honestly, like... Yeah. All spiritual teachers, they're saying what we resist persists. Mm -hmm. And then we're in the political world being like, resist, resist, resist. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, guys, we're not following our own directions Mm -hmm. right now. Like, yes, resist. And also, it's going to persist because we're resisting it. This is going to continue. So what's our next Mm -hmm. mode of operation now? Mm -hmm. And just staying on the positive, the forward movement of like not... Because I can get really overwhelmed with the negativity. I mean, I don't even really, I try not to read the news because it just sends me into a spiral. Mm-hmm. So of really just staying in the positive and creating, creating, just bringing more of my positive work into the world and my family and everything and just staying in that light. Yeah. And if we all do that, we can really change a lot. Well, and the power is in the numbers. And so yeah. we got to just keep finding the people that are on mm-hmm. the same wavelength and yeah. living in our hearts and, you know, I remember like 10 years ago, I saw this poster 
that said the revolution will not be televised. Mm. And I've realized that's actually really true. Mm-hmm. You know, it's happening in around kitchen tables and it's happening on playground park, yeah. you know, in park playgrounds and it's happening in our homes. Mm-hmm. And, and like, we have so much power when we remember that we have so much power. hundred percent. We really do. Yeah. yeah. And, and even though it's not set up for us to flourish, perhaps in certain ways, we can flourish. Mm-hmm. We can flourish. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, such good stuff. <laughs> and I do really think that the energy of new babies coming in when they're wanted and we're ready for them, it brings so much abundance. Yeah. I mean, I really, really feel that. Well, I feel like when I met you at Paula's um, birth stories, somebody said, babies come with bank accounts. I feel mm. like that's where I picked up that saying. It was a Kundalini thing. They always say babies bring abundance. Like you want that car, you pray for that car, cars come in. (laughs) (laughs) But it's kind of true. I mean, really like like when you're in that flow of abundance and receiving and like probably the hormones, like I really feel like so much positivity comes. Yeah. And it's like fertile ground, you know? Yeah. Literal and theoretical. Yeah. Well, speaking of Kundalini, didn't, wasn't Yogi Bhajan the guy that said, um, there's going to be a time where people are going to be losing their minds. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're coming so that's, into that. I mean, and that's like, the thing, which is, you know, when we've been talking, I keep coming back to Kundalini little quotations in my brain because it's like, there's so much going on. And if we're not kind of girding our loins, if we're not protecting our nervous system and able to handle all of yeah. it, we're going to lose ourselves. Yeah. We're going to lose our minds. Yeah, we got to take care of our mental health. So it's really, yeah, it's like, I mean, every day I, I you know, I talk about this a lot with myself, my clients, my friends. It's like, it's not selfish to put yourself first because we have to. Yeah, we If absolutely. not, all that shit's going to our kids and our families and our partners. And it's like, we have to be, take that responsibility to heart. A hundred percent. And really own it. And some days I don't want to own it, but it's like, that's what I signed up for. I'm a mom of two. That is yeah. a fact, you know? Yeah. And the more I can own that power and trust in it, and then it builds, it builds on itself, you know? Yeah. But we have to have the practices because if not, yes, we're not going to thrive and, and be able to get through this time where there's so much thrown at us every day. Yeah. Yeah. So. Exactly. I'm so psyched to start this need to practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for you too. And all that you're doing. And I'm just so excited for you. Second baby. Thank you. Is there anything else you feel like you want to add or? Mm. You feel complete. I feel like this is really fun. Okay, good. Yeah. Will you come back? Yes, of course. I would love to give your listeners a download to one of the practices. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll put it in the show notes. Yep, exactly. That would be fabulous. Thank you. I'll just make it like an update, like dated, or I mean, sorry, appropriate for when you publish this. So it'll be perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. And then how can people find you and all that you do? I'm really easy to find. It's just my name. So Jana Romer, it's R-O-E-N-E-M-E-R. JanaRomer.com, Jana underscore Romer on Instagram. Those are the two main places. On my website, I have uh, a blog as well as everything on there. Okay, awesome. Um, Yeah, that's easiest. YouTube, but those aren't, YouTube is like a side thought, but there is stuff on there. Okay. Yeah. And are you teaching classes over the summer in person in LA or are you taking a break from that? I am. I'm going to teach until maybe the fall. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
I'm also on another app that is amazing. I love it. It's called Insight Timer. Mm. If you haven't heard of this, Mm -mm. it's a free meditation app. And so I've got yoga nidra practices on there. And then they also have an option that can be paid. And I have courses on there as well. Oh, amazing. What's it called again? Insight Timer. Insight Timer. Mm -hmm. Write that down. Yeah, it's really nice. And actually, because you've talked a lot about the nervous system, the Insight Timer, it's a 10-day course, maximum 15 minutes every day. And I really just focus on how do you learn how to regulate your nervous system through different practices like breath and meditation, body scan and and uh, yoga nidra and mantra and, mm. and then a little philosophy chat. It's really awesome. simple. Yeah, it's called for obsessive thinking, but I think it should be called for every human. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah, it's like, have you seen the times we're living on? Every human needs this. Well, I mean, we aren't taught how to be in our nervous system. Mm-mm. We aren't taught how to breathe Mm-mm. properly even, you know, Mm-mm. like it's something that's so natural, but then stress and trauma change our breath pattern, which then mm-hmm. changes our nervous system, which then changes our endocrine system, which then changes our state and our moods and our feelings. And we're just gone then. Mm-hmm. It's so primal and it's mm-hmm. faster than the intellect. It's, it's, you know, it's so quick to come online and put us into you know, survival Mm, mm -hmm. that if we can actually learn how to breathe and be with our nervous system. So instead of our nervous system bossing us around, we're, we're the, the boss of our nervous system, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not really, but like using it, like, like utilizing this exceptional tool that we have. That's both protecting us and communicating with us constantly, Mm. you know? And if we don't know the language of the nervous system, then we just feel like we're getting yelled at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then having a lot of guilt and shame around our behavior. Yeah. Because we're not showing up in our authentic selves, right. you know? There's the endocrine system. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cycle. Well, thank you so much for being here. Aww, and I want you to come you. back after thank baby. Tell thanks. us all about your healing and your birth <laughs> and everything. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, it'll be fun. Thank all you right. for having me. It's such you. a good thing to come and visit with you finally. Yeah, it was awesome. Thanks thank for you. listening to our visit. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> much love. J-Ma. Jai Ma Jai Ma Jai Ma